Real Chills is a podcast of true paranormal stories hosted by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. Two comics who want to know more about the strange shit that goes on in the world. Welcome to Real Chills Podcast. Today our guest is George Bruderman. So uh, my story, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a weirder one. It's not really like supernatural or anything. It's more historically ignorant. <laughs> so excited. So I, I, in my research, I find like small towns always try to like keep their secrets buried for as long as possible. And the town I grew up in is a small rural area of Connecticut called Jewett City, Connecticut. Now, when people think of Connecticut, they think more like, you know, boats and mm, like mm-hmm. pop polos and stuff. But this is like a really rural, small town. It's so far removed from that lifestyle of Connecticut. And in 1990, a group of boys were playing in a gravel pit because that's about <laughs> as fun as that town gets. And one of them found a skull. What? No. What? And this is ridiculous, but uh, they found a skull, and so they immediately called the police because about 10 years prior, there was a serial killer that had like a string of killings in that area named uh, Michael Ross. And then once the police showed up, they saw that the bones were much older. So they started doing an investigation. They had the state archaeologists come out to kind of do a thing about it. And as they were digging up their finding bones, it just seemed like more or less like a plot. But there were, they weren't in any sort of order. They were mm-hmm. just sort of scattered because of the construction uh, until they found a crypt. <gasps> and in the crypt, uh, they removed the top stone and the coffin was painted red. Whoa. Uh, and when they unearthed the coffin, they said it looked normal at first, but then they realized that all the bones had been rearranged and burnt. Oh. And so he, the archaeologist, the way that the, the article I was doing, it was, was reading, was explaining it, was this archaeologist had no idea like what this could possibly mean. And one of the colleagues leaned over and went, have you ever heard of the Jewett City vampires? <laughs> oh, man. So brief history. Mm-hmm. Vampires aren't what vampires are now. Vampires mm-hmm. initially were part of a uh, Slavic folkloric creature, which was basically like a poltergeist and a zombie, where like mm-hmm. it would rise from the dead and feed off the life force of a family member. And when Slavic people were settling that area, they brought that belief with them. Um, and in this rural, rural area where the cities didn't, like, germ theory wasn't a thing, they just relied on that. So mm. vampire killings and vampires were a huge epidemic from, like, the late 1790s oh. to far oh. too recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the story of the Jewett City vampires is this family called the Rays. There's a bunch of them. Uh, the first one that died was uh, one of the sons named Lemuel, which okay. is not a name, in 1845. And a few years later, his father, Henry Sr., passed away from like, these strange circumstances where he was, like, it looked like he was wasting away, becoming a corpse. He was coughing up blood. And then about three years after that, the other son, Elisha, died. And then about three years after that, 
the last of the sons started to exhibit these symptoms. Mm. So everyone went ape shit and went, they're vampire. Mm. One of them was a vampire mm-hmm. and is feeding off the flesh of, of, or this life force of this family. So they wound up exhuming a lot of the bodies to see which one looked the most like a vampire <laughs> uh, and wound up burning them and then rearranging their bones because there was all these different methods mm-hmm. depending on what town you were in about how to deal with vampires. Mm-hmm. So like my town and the Connecticut method was mostly burn the bodies, rearrange the bones. So if they come back together, they're all discombobulated. <laughs> Yeah, and so if they come back, they're just like, oh, no, my foot is where my head should be. I'm going back. But there are other, like, my favorite one, I think, is from New Hampshire, where they would just dig up the body and be like, it's probably a vampire, and then just gently flip them over. So if they dug, they would just dig deeper into the ground. But the most severe case happened with a a person named Mercy Brown, which is a popular thing amongst this topic, where she was 19 years old, uh, most of her family had died, and then she finally died. But she died in the winter. And then when her brother started getting sick, they went to try to find who the vampire was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because she was kept in a crypt above ground in the cold winter, when they exhumed her body, her hair looked like it had grown. Her fingernails looked mm-hmm. like they had grown. Mm-hmm. And there was blood coming out of her mouth, which are all classic cases of decomposition. Mm-hmm. So what they did is uh, removed her heart, Mm. burnt it on a tombstone, and then scraped the ashes into uh, a vial of alcohol and then fed it to her brother. And then he just died almost immediately. <laughs> so it didn't work. The family was like, was living in, in like such embarrassment because they thought this, like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this because this happened mm-hmm. in 1893. Mm-hmm. So rudimentary cars were around, like the germ theory was in full effect in the cities, but because this was such a rural area and this, this, the Mercy Brown case took place in Exeter, Rhode Island. So that story gained national attention where they were like can you believe that these crazy people out in the woods were doing that uh and it and that article found its way onto a desk of a uh like a theater producer like a stage manager producer who was on tour in america mm-hmm. uh and so he took that and went home and started writing a book about it and that was bram stoker mm. Whoa, that's awesome yeah, so that's the brief history of uh America's a vampire panic <laughs> that happened uh, has a foothold in the small ass like this town is so small my town is stupid small <laughs> this should never have like existed. how small is it how small is it I googled it it was like 3,000 people live in this town <laughs> most, and everyone's just like yo you remember that time we dug up a bunch of people and burnt them <laughs> We dug up half of our population. Yeah, we were just like, <laughs> and, uh, they, they've said that like within New England, they've discovered eighty vampire graves. They call it killing the dead. Was like the process of that, um, and they found eighty, and they think there's probably hundreds more. Wow. There was another family fifty years prior to the Ray family from Druid City, like a town over, which is where they think they got the idea from. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, well, they did it. That worked. Seemed to work for them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the Jewett City Vampires, <laughs> in a nutshell. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah, this was way, 
like more intensive than I was expecting yeah, it to be. This is awesome. Job. I went to college for history. I gave yeah. you an A plus. Yeah. Nailed it. The only one I've ever got. Like. You get to keep your college degree. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. We've taken them on the show before. So you get to keep yours. I'm pretty sure the University of Pittsburgh revoked mine based off of the things I've done on the show. <laughs> won't give me mine because I haven't paid them in full yet. So much to talk about. I love that it's in New England. I feel like mm-hmm. New England is batshit crazy. Oh yeah. Like, for sure. Like you look at Salem, you look at like yeah. every every single town's got like some sort of Victorian romantic ghost mm-hmm. story. Yeah. yeah. Just it's the way we function. Yeah. They, we capitalize on it. We capitalize on crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also like that it's a secret and it's not like Salem where people are like, well, Salem has witches. What can be our thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and we found ours. And then, like, for for a brief period of time, I remember around Halloween, they would do, like, oh, we're going to do, like, a vampire ghost walk in town. But, again, no one lives in this town. It doesn't drive <laughs> tourism. That's so it's just, funny. like, the same four people that are just, like, big <laughs> Super fans. Super yeah. yeah. That, like, mall goths with trench coats and co- combat oh, boots just walk around, like, tell us again. <laughs> Your neighbors are, like, friends. Frank, go home. Get off my lawn. Come on, Frank. (laughs) You've heard it. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Did your small town have any other secrets? Um, other than the serial killer... And, oh yeah, yeah. And, and that oh we had the daily show visit in 2007 Ooh. because a guy from a neighboring town didn't like that our church bells played christian music he was like a staunch atheist mm-hmm. so samantha b came to town and like interviewed him it was for like a segment that's super funny yeah it was the first segment where it was like be, uh, sam on your side i think it was called yeah. and it was basically like i'm gonna be your side of the debate for this town that's thing funny. and as she realizes she was like this guy's a fucking idiot <laughs> Yeah, and at the very end, it says a little caption on the bottom of the Wikipedia page. It says, uh, like, when asked if she should take his side, he does not answer. <laughs> yeah, but that was, like, the only other thing my town had. Do you know how recent... This is, like, I'm not trying to quiz you, so if you don't, that's fine. But, like, do you know how recent, like, the the last person to do this was in your town? Like, like what year that was? What year? This, the last... The, it's tough to say, because this story... They found, they figured it out, it was around 1854. Okay. So that was a little later in the game. It was almost, it was almost acceptable. The Mercy Brown case. Is not. Is not acceptable. (laughs) Except I did Google her picture and she does look like a vampire. (laughs) I do. Yeah. Yep, that's a vampire. She's real creepy. What's weird though? She's 19 in that photo. Oh, man. That's 19. how hard life was when you were... Oh, by the way, I should mention... I don't know if I mentioned this. Uh, vampirism is tuberculosis. Yeah. 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 Okay, I figured I should... Because everyone was like, like, oh, it's got to be vampires. Like, no, no, it's germs. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a disease killing Also, it's not people drinking blood. It's people literally coughing up blood. Yeah. It's yeah. the opposite. But they were like, oh, they've got too much blood in their system, so they're coughing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of, like... I always think about how, like, a lot of folklore is just, like, explanations to things. Like, whenever there's, like, werewolves, I was like, that town just had a serial killer mm-hmm. just <laughs> killing all the children and making it look like a werewolf. And a bunch of dogs being like, hey, that guy, it's that guy. <laughs> 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 it's not us. Get that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. But, like, can you imagine if for some, someone explained reason it worked? Like, what if the cure for tuberculosis was just, like, beheading your dad? And you're like, oh, shit. We figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be weird? Like, it would be weird. I mean, 
you know, people did a lot of trial and error, I feel like, yeah. to get yeah. to, like, but, I mean, tinctures and science. Yeah. Enough, enough trial and error happened within this vampire panic that, like, they they didn't make it a thing because it technically worked. The guy that was sick in the Ray family got better immediately after they burnt his brothers to a crisp. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were just like, there's no record of when he died, huh. so... There's no tombstone for him either, so we don't know where he went. Hmm. Um, <laughs> he got the fuck away yeah, yeah. to warmer climate. Yeah, there yeah, was, there yeah. was a rumor that the red coffin was uh, him, and it was painted red to represent lamb's blood from the mm. Old Testament. So sure. they won because all the bodies were around him, and he was in the middle. But I've, I couldn't find anything that said that explicitly. That's so metal. <laughs> I love the, like, we're just going to mix up these bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah just mix them up. Just, just a little jumble. And... I love the idea of them being like, is this good? No, no, no. Mix it up more. And they're just like, shit. And they're like, wait, this is back in order. Start over. Start yeah. over. <laughs> See, I used I to love the, the New Hampshire method of just, all right, it's lunchtime. We should really quit. Let's just flip them over. Yeah. Let's just flip them over and put some dirt back on them. So if he does come back. He's just going to go deeper. Sunny side down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they for sure could not invite me to the bone mixing because I'd be the one there just being like, but what if it just comes back as one giant one? <laughs> like one giant 15-hand vampire. <laughs> We're creating a monster that's going to ruin the world. The spooky part about it, too, uh, was the, the femurs were taken and placed with the head so it looked like the Jolly Roger mm. oh, thing. So it was even like, even back then, they were like, don't fuck with this. Yeah, <laughs> don't leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other things that have, like, their basis in geography being a little different, like, I don't know. Mm. Like, is it a sub or a hero? Is it Pepsi mm. or Coke or... Or do you flip the body over or burn the heart? Yeah. Classic Yeah. Do you know any family that participated, like, of your family that participated in this? No, we found about found out about this because I was born on Long Island, but oh. moved to this town later. Mm, okay. um, but that's where I spent most of my time growing up, so mm-hmm. I consider it my hometown. Plus, if I had a Long Island thing, I would just contact Long Island Medium, and she would just get in touch yeah. with everything. Oh, uh, but this awesome. is this is such a stupid out of the way. Like it's an it's. It's inches from nowhere. Like, we yeah. don't, like, our Walmart is the neighboring town. You know, the movie theater <laughs> yeah. is the other town. It takes mm-hmm. a half hour to get to anything else. Yeah. From what I, but that town, no one really left. So you would go, I lived in a cul-de-sac where, I guess it's not really a cul-de-sac, but it, it had two entranceways to the street. Mm-hmm. And in between the two entrances was like a 1700s graveyard. Wow. And you would go in there. We would always do that because my mom uh, would, like, it used to be an artist, so she would go in and take grave rubbings and hang them up in mm-hmm. the house, cool. and uh, and we would go in there on like Halloween to scare our friends and mm-hmm. stuff. But you would look around at gravestones, and you'd see like they still go to my high school. Like this Whoa, family has never left since the 1700s, yeah. and it's it was a lot of uh, French Canadian and Polish families because there were two like fraternal clubs the franco club and then the polish club that you mm-hmm. could like everyone's family either belonged to one or the other yeah and these were the people that like grew up their entire lives they never left i have friends right. that were born there and i just watched them buy a house and i'm like you're never gonna leave wow now. Mm-hmm. it's intense it's weird that is like, intense. like yeah. you look in the thing and it's like oh i go to the school with the slonskis like that they're still around wouldn't it be such a mind fuck if it was like <laughs> 
those Slonsky stones are actually fake ones, and it's the same ones who've been living here. Yeah, right? they're for really three hundred years. Really That's vampires. why they don't leave. Twist. They have it all figured exactly. out. Exactly, this yeah. makes sense. They have you to kill all the real movie? humans. <laughs> Let's write this movie. Yeah, right? yeah. turn yeah. the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, That's these so humans true. are onto us. Yeah. Mm. The thing that I find interesting too is when you're talking about the Mercy Brown story is that there's all these other instances of people who are mummified because they're, they either die in conditions in the cold where that happens and they're basically like perfectly preserved. Yeah, right? And that's kind of what happened yeah. with her. It was like there was minor decomposition just because yeah. it was outside for the most part. It was just yeah. like underneath a hill. Yeah, like in New England. Yeah. So mm. it's cold enough to preserve it but not cold enough to like mummify it. So yeah. they were like, oh, it looks more evil now. So it's got to be for the work sure. of the devil. Yeah. So... They kind of took hold of it. And I'm just picturing, is it's like a woodsy place, right? Like, you're, like, in the, like, thick of forest. Yeah. Type. Yeah, like, there was there were parts where, like, I would walk to go get my hair cut, and I would walk through the woods to my friend's mom's house. Like, mm-hmm. to, like I really was hoping you'd say to a, a nice chipmunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking, like, that is, like, prime serial killer oh, yeah. land. Like, people just walking in the woods for no reason. Like, yeah. Tell us more about the serial killer if you know anything else. Uh, Michael Ross was killing people in the late 70s, early 80s. There's about seven, mostly women, mostly young women that were abducted and killed. I think 2005. I was in school in that area because people were like... Like, kids' aunts yeah. were one of the people abducted, so they were like, I want to see him die. Like, I, And there was this fight yeah. of, like, will he be put to death, or will he... Like, his, uh, his, his execution date was being pushed up, and I think 2005, 2006, somewhere around there, he came through. But it was around the area of Connecticut, but at least two or three girls were taken from Jewett City or Griswold. Wow. Because Jewett City is a small area, and mm-hmm. then it's part of a bigger town called Griswold. Yeah. Still nothing, but yeah. it's it's it's... It's one of those like things where 2020 should do a special on it where it's like, oh, it's small town murder. Oh, my God. Kind of sensational thing for such a tiny, tiny yeah. part of Yeah. 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 Wow. But I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert on it. Sure. I didn't, do, I didn't research that. Right. That's okay. I researched Slavic vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Still super interesting, though, that so much has is like interesting in that town. In that tiny, tiny town. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. Does everyone know everything about each other? Is it that type yeah, of vibe? Ooh, definitely. that's that's one that's where the drama comes from. Is like you don't get any space in that type of town. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everyone's business. Weirdly enough, though, high school was at least when I went there, it was like High School Musical. Like it oh, was God. it was this weird like bright and shiny. Uh, like the football captain was also the lead in the school musical and like <laughs> no one was really super mean to each other we only had like one or two teen pregnancies it was we like it was everyone just came together and was like oh no we're all in this like this small town vibe and like we did song and dance in the that's why of... your town got a serial killer yeah yes. for sure the world needs balance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just becoming more and more convinced they are vampires yeah they're all vampires <laughs> yeah that's what happens when you're a teenager for 500 years no. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. You like, get over I'm your bullshit. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just nice now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
This yeah. is an awesome story. This is such a fun story. Oh, thank you. And we can put some information about that serial killer up. I, I Wikipedia'd him, so I'll put mm-hmm. it in the... Yeah, we'll put some stuff in the show notes. Show notes. Show yeah. notes. Yeah, we're also going to try to find that segment from Sam on your side. Yeah, please do. It's got to be somewhere. I feel like I had... I remember that one vaguely. I yeah. remember the complaint about the man who was upset about the church bells. I remember yeah. that, too. Yeah, yeah so. It was about maybe 2007, and it's so funny because... It played one, he was like, it plays Christian songs, but he wasn't from the town. He was from like two towns over, only had to deal with these bells like once a month. And the one Christian song that played like 12 hours a day would play a song. And most of the time it was like Edelweiss and like uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow and stuff. So it was like nice little things in the town as you're walking around. Oh, that sounds nice. But then once it was like Warriors of Christendom. Yeah. I mean, that's an aggressive one. It's an aggressive lot, one. Yeah. But they played that at three. No one was around. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. Uh, from your story, I did a bunch of different kinds of research. Actually, this is like not even an important part. I'm glad that you did so much research because what you talked about was originally what I was thinking of talking about. And I said, no, let's go weirder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So I did some research about contemporary real-life vampires. Ooh, yeah, as we think of them. Right. So one of the articles I found shared that the Atlanta Vampire Alliance, in collaboration with the Sausatio Enterprises LLC Corporation, conducted a study that estimates there's more than 5,000 actual modern vampires living in the United States alone. Huh. 5,000. That's like the population of the town. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... They're all in Connecticut. They're yes. all in Jewett City. Do they mean, like, actual vampires or, like... This organization, as best I could find, has conducted a bunch of different kinds of surveys and then presented them as academic research. For example... <laughs> okay. Great. I like how you switch to the page and it's, like, a black background page. Yes. <laughs> so it's I'm like, going to show you. know you. it's vampires yeah. because we made the background black. <laughs> so this... <laughs> It looks like vampirefreaks.com. So it's from 2006, right? But look at these charts and graphs. Look at this data. There's a lot of This is just an excerpt. When you have eternal life, you can really fucks with graphs. (laughs) You're there at the beginning of Excel. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll put this in the show notes because it's a lot. And it's pretty interesting how people responded. This is not the same survey that resulted in their determination of estimating 5,000 people. This survey particularly was one they did with about, the first iteration was 95 respondents talking about their participation, their medical history, things like if they had taken the Myers-Briggs test, which category did they fall into? Mm. So We'll get to that one in a second, but the study that shared there's 5,000 approximate vampires living in the United States, just to give some context, from when that when this group was active doing surveys, if we go to the last census, which was in 2010, there was 308.7 million people. So just mathing that out, that means one person in every 61,740 is a vampire. That's still too many Now, who <laughs> in Philly comedy? <laughs> no, we're doing it. Who in Philly comedy is a vampire? Who is a vampire? Like a blood-sucking vampire or a psychic vampire? Because... Oh, no, psychic vampire. There's like one in three. Yeah. <laughs> one, two. It's me. <laughs> I don't know. Probably Goran, right? Oh, Goran's for sure a vampire. Oh, wow. That's the, that's the opposite of what I was going for, for sure. Every time somebody says, 
who in Philly comedy, it's usually Alyssa Alduki for me. <laughs> I was just like, she has like that total like uh, swagger. Like, yeah. Fucking Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. argue uh, my good friend Thomas Bachman is a vampire. Oh, mm. see, so Thomas that. Bachman, great guy, okay. uh, works at Punchline. I've only ever really seen him at night. <laughs> I can say that about a lot of comics, though. Yeah, it's a lot of comics. Yeah. I don't think we... As oh, wait, no, never mind. I took him thrift shopping in, like, oh. in like Downingtown so, once, so I have seen him during the day. The he passed. All right, yeah. sorry. Just for some context, though, like, number one, that's why this citizenship question on the census can't be taken out, because then we're going to rule out all of these people. Yeah, we need vampires. Vamp- I know, yeah. in the census. Yeah, it better stay. But, you know, so the population has grown in terms of the U.S. population, but just for some context, Lincoln Financial Field, where the Eagles play, that can hold 69,000 people. Hmm. So in Lincoln Financial Field at any given time, there's 1.000.16 vampires. Has Alyssa L. ever gone to an yeah. Eagles game? Oh, I know. Sure. <laughs> Alyssa, tell us. Let us know. <laughs> she did this really cool... Um, Eye makeup tutorial. Oh, nice. Shout out, Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> so, this, uh, the website is amazing. It's incredible. So, I was sharing about the other survey they did. In the period between 2006 to 2008, they conducted the research and shared initial models of findings related to surveying the health and participation of vampires and energy workers of the, that shared Venn diagram community. So the energy workers, I was, like, really interested in what that meant. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a mix of psychic vampires and then also people who, like, gain or transmit energy uh, in various ways. So Reiki was one of the ways that that could happen. When you said energy workers, Mm -hmm. I pictured, like... Crystals? No, like, electric company. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do a quick tangent? Yeah, please. Can I see what we do in the shadows? Only the one movie clip. Or the okay, show. The movie is great. Okay. But on the show, they actually have an energy vampire, and mm. it's hilarious. Well, I recommend <laughs> the show and the movie. Both very funny. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show, they have this energy vampire, and he just basically works in, like, an office and, like, wears, like, business cash and just bores the shit. And you can just see people's energy, mm. and they just, like, <laughs> and they just fall onto their keyboard, and he's, like, he's, like... He like does thumbs up and like it's really funny. It's like really great. I mean, that's what I imagine from energy vampires, basically. Yeah. The only clip I've seen from the movie is the one where they talk about drinking virgin's blood. (laughs) It's just like one of the famous, my favorite bits. Oh my god! You you know, I like to think of it as if you've eaten, if you've eaten a sandwich, you you'd want to know if someone's dick has been in it or something. (laughs) (laughs) The whole, uh, all of it. It's so funny. The show and the movie. Makes me very happy, yeah. So in the instructions for the survey that they conducted, that was like their biggest swan song, if you will, some of the instructions says, if you are a vampire role player or do not believe in living vampirism and have come... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Wow. It gets really, like, the, the you know when you participate in, like, a research study or you right. see a piece of research that says, like, this is the method? Mm-hmm. So they use that same methodology... But some of the language in here is wild and fun. I do like that they're they're specifically like keeping out the people that practice like being a vampire, but just like they're not what they're looking for. Do you know what I mean? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, 
Because I, anytime I see anything about vampires anymore, the case always goes to those people that, like, are enjoy sucking blood. Mm-hmm. That's not... I mean, that's a vampire. They're vampires. It's fine. Whatever they want to call themselves. But it's, like... It's not what I was looking for. But I feel know? like blood kink is different than, like, people who are feeling like they need blood to sustain themselves. Agreed. But that might be a person still. Like, oh, sure. It could be, like, some people might be have vampires and have blood kinks. Exactly. Yes. 100%. I want the ones that don't have blood kink because it's interesting, you know? Or just the group that's like, oh, and we need this to feel like we can survive, yeah. right? What do you think, George? I faint when I look at blood. <laughs> <laughs> Not a vampire. <laughs> Not Got a vampire. it. He was looking scared, so I was like, are you Like, okay? what's the word blood kink comes up? like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like feet is that a thing is that a thing <laughs> yeah like some of the language in here is wild though the vampire and energy work research surveys conducted by the Societio enterprises llc with support from various houses and elders from the vampire community mm-hmm. the survey will address questions about the vampiric experience which have consistently been brought forward as concerns either by members of the community or outside researchers in professional or academic sectors. There was a whole white paper type deal, or I guess it was a black paper because it was on that background. (laughs) (laughs) But they published it about like the decrease in uh, participation for spaces like MySpace and LiveJournal in 2011, but the rise in the use of Twitter. (laughs) It was... I read it. I was just like, I was like, they did their homework. I'm impressed. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So no vampires on Live Journal or MySpace. A decline in the community activity within. But Twitter, amazing. They got this whole pillar of Twitter. Yeah. Dedicated to vampirism. Yeah. Because I know Live Journal was like for emos, right? Like the email community. It was for me, so it was for you. I would say, I would would say the distinction Live Journal is for like. The more uh, Bauhaus goth emo, Got and then it. Tumblr was more Ooh. like R A. I was a Tumblr. <laughs> I was painfully a Tumblr. I would um, post like my own thoughts as unknown because I wanted people to think that it was like smarter. Like I would say like a really dumb emo line like "You don't live forever, so like live it up" or something unknown, and then I would post it. Wow. How did that work out for you? And no one ever. No one ever. <laughs> I, I, I stopped going on Tumblr again because I'm such a vanilla sex person that like mm. I followed a bunch of people that were like into punk rock and stuff, and I was like, cool. And like, oh, I know these people from hardcore shows. And then there was just this trend where people would just post porn gifts, oh, I mm-hmm. that. and it just made me very uncomfortable. Well, you I was get like, that gone now. They got rid of the porn. Oh, really? Yeah, they did. I feel like that's a very New England way of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel ewy about it. Very all this. Puritan. Yeah. Yes. Right. My friends from New England constantly like reference their puritanism at heart where they're like I don't want to be this way but I just am in them yeah Yeah. once you consume enough clam chowder (laughs) it it, like it fills your heart so much that you're just like I'm good with missionary like that's (laughs) if we do any other position I'm just gonna bomb this clam chowder this is all I can feel someone tries the Amazonian position on me and my black heart just bursts (laughs) there actually has been an academic recently who has done his entire life's work on studying vampires so originally it started with studying representations of vampires in literature and culture but then when he was doing doctoral level work, he decided he wanted to do a, an anthropological approach to examining real vampires. So he went and studied and did postdoctoral work in, or he went and studied in New Orleans where he was 
eventually brought in and accepted into the local vampire community. In about 2010, 2012, there was around 50 members in the oh. New Orleans region who participated in regular meetings. Now, how does one get involved in the vampire? Is it like comedy where like you just keep on showing up and then eventually you so. get your first laugh? Yeah. I think it's, is it similar where you just like keep on showing up to these secret alleyway meetings in New Orleans and you're just like, he's cool. He's got enough black on him. So, <laughs> so from what I read about the history is he would he went to this one store that was kind of like known for having like gothic clothing and all that kind of stuff and he made friends with the shopkeeper and that shopkeeper was like oh that woman over there she's definitely a vampire so he just approached this woman and she like was kind of uncomfortable like approaching a woman randomly don't do it it's just like it's there can only go one of two ways and like then he gave her his contact info. She never called him, right? Yeah. But then he was just living in New Orleans telling people, I'm trying to find and study real vampires. And so a bunch of people who he was giving his money to, bartenders, shopkeepers, things like that, would just be like, they're probably a vampire. And he would just go <laughs> introduce himself. And this one group was like, yeah, okay, like let's talk. And then he was... Um, he built a relationship with those people and they brought him to the meetings that they had and he got to meet a lot of members in the community and interview them. Wow. But what happened to the girl that got away? Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did they see her across the hall from one of the meetings and be like, it's you. Yeah. And he's like, I lost your number. And then they fall in love. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the next phase. That's gonna be so... That's Whenever the sequel I... to our movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll write it down. I always like, I'm envious of anyone that can get into a group like, like that. Like, if I walk into a room and there's already a group established, I don't know what to do with myself. I just go and sit in another corner. So he did really good, like, getting in there. I'm pretty sure he was drunk most of the time. Okay, cool. Sick. I mean, that's what I need also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm drunk. So it is like getting into comedy, actually. It's, it's, it's almost exactly, exactly like getting exactly. into comedy, yeah. yeah. Don't talk to anyone that's already have their, their things set up. And uh, and and then just slowly get drunk until you walk up and be like, I'm George. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not from here. How easy jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you see a group of unapproachable weirdos, what do you think is the? Th- you know, you said good set to a comment to like open the conversation. What yeah. I think it is for a vampire. Probably like. Also, good set, and you point to their teeth. I don't good know. Set. Good set. Good set. <laughs> nice set. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was just going around. Are you a vampire? But I think he had a whole spiel of, like, Just introducing pull, himself. Pull like the Max Bemis running around the street being like, are you a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like Scrooge on Christmas morning. What day is it? <laughs> so one of the things that came up from his research and from a lot of the news articles that came around the time that he was sharing his information was that a number of the people in the community, you know, they're all they're all different people. They're all individuals. So some of them are people who feel like they, they physically need to ingest either animal or human blood because it helps sustain them. And there was all these examples of people having stories about how um, if they went too long, they would get physically ill, they ended up in the hospital, and then like the ingestion of blood would like help revive them. And some of them admit like it could be in their head, it could be a medical condition. A lot of people are afraid to talk to their doctors about it because they're afraid of being judged. Mm-hmm. And then the ones who do have doctors who are sympathetic, there's not a lot of either research in that area and the doctors are like, I don't know if it's working, I guess. Right. You know, you're not harming anybody. It's consensual. Do your thing. There's some other people, though, as we talked about, they're psychic vampires. They gain vitality by feeding off of living energy of others, obtained by touch, Mm -hmm. sex, or other means, which can be, you know, Mm -hmm. psychological. 
Usually in nature. Yeah, but a lot of them are, you know, he really found a lot of them were just normal people. Many of them weren't fans of the popular vampire things that were happening at the time. He brought up an episode of True Blood once in one of the meetings and people were like, what is, what is that? Or, or we don't watch that. So yeah. it's not just people who are like, you know what, sexy True Blood. You know what, I am a vampire. Yeah. Right. Right. It's almost like they're like it's not a cosplay. This is yeah, for real. Yeah, being a person. Yeah, because I imagine like in my head, and it's probably not great for this group of people, but I'm just picturing like like after prison, Damien Eccles, just like a group (laughs) going around talking about magic and vampirism. Mm -hmm. But like, I bet you they're no. That's Mm -hmm. not the case at all. Interesting. Very interesting that they're still kicking around because like. In the town I grew up in, there were the people that were like, yeah, I'm a vampire. Like, my sister dated a guy who uh, built a coffin bed so he could lay in a coffin. <laughs> sure. And it was, like, peak gothy. Yeah. It was peak yes. gothy. Love it. But his name was Lenny. Like, <laughs> there's no vampires named Lenny. Yeah. He's just a scary guy with who blew out his gauges so he kept a golf ball in there. He's just a oh, weird man. fella. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You know, one of the things that some of the people say from the articles is that there are people in these kinds of communities. Buffalo was also a place where there was like a centralized community of these people. Some of them do like the whole goth aesthetics and they like the idea, like they've already accepted as a part of their own, you know, self-love process that they're outside of society in this regard. And so they adopt it. They might have prosthetic like fangs like in place or they might just kind of subscribe to that as a model. But then there's other people who just are... Regular people living in the suburbs, mm. having families, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and that seems like what I'm more imagining as, like, the psychic vampire vein, pardon the pun. Uh, <laughs> like, where it's just kind of, like, the standard one. Because I know, uh, like, the psychic vampire thing is, like, there's a lot of consent involved. There's, like, a, like the people have their... I don't know the technical term, but the people that they feed off of, and it's like a consensual thing. I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I feed off this person. Mm-hmm. It's very casual. It's very just like, this is kind of like our relationship. Sure. Or like a symbiotic relationship. I mean, I just feel like all extroverts are psychic vampires. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> oh, they yeah. are. They For are. sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I also think um, life, like, without having a thing is, like, very hectic, and you don't know, like... It's harder to find things that bring you joy when you don't have a thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, like second, a label or like an identity? Like when someone's like, I collect unicorns. People are like, oh, I'm going to get her unicorn shit. Or like, oh, I saw this unicorn article. I'm going to share it with you. Mm. So like once you have mm-hmm. a thing, like once you realize what that is, life just gets better. Like even, even as a, like if your thing is being a vampire, right? Now you know how to dress, you know where to go, mm. you know who your friends are, you know... What's you can find a community, yeah. you can build relationships so, without or with less judgment or different yeah. kinds of judgment. Yeah. You so, can surround yourself in a thing that you can actually like feel yeah. a part of. So I always think it's really cool when like there are those communities and people can figure out like what they're... Like we are co- comics, like that's mm-hmm. our thing that we found, even mm. though sometimes it sucks and we hate it. But yes. like, mm-hmm. you know, it defines you. Like your friends and family are all like, hey, do comedy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's just, it's cool. Or your friends and family are like, hey, stop doing comedy. Yeah, you should yeah. stop that. This is serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I have a full-time job, but my mom's still like, when are you quitting comedy? <laughs> I just remember my dad's like, we need to have a serious conversation about what to do with the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop making bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm trying to go with this. I just think, like, I think as crazy as it sounds like having a thing like being a vampire simplifies your life Mm -hmm. and the people you interact with streamlines it at least a little bit well i think it's interesting the evolution of culture too right like the people who also funny the people who were burning vampires in the past that was their thing like we're vampire hunters yeah Yeah. that was another group of people yeah the thing and it was usually like one guy from the old country that was like yeah yeah (laughs) but there's not a lot of evidence that there are you know, that there were people who identified with the need to ingest blood. I also feel like that probably in the past there's more opportunities to just regularly to ingest just animal it. blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you sure. know, like it, we just had different, we had fewer ways to process animal meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now the modern idea of vampires that has come from like pop culture, from like Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. is now aligned with this embodiment of these people and then also what is the future going to bring us for things like you know like for things that come out of pop culture becoming a real part of society yeah. and the fabric mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's cool yeah good for them yeah. yeah yeah good for psychic and physical vampires yeah there's for sure like a like psychic vampires run wild the ones that take all your energy some of them don't even know that they're, that I they're doing it I sometimes feel like I can be and, like, every once in a while, like, I'll go home and be like, man, I was too, like, extroverted. <laughs> no, I've never felt that way with you. I'll <laughs> give it a couple weeks. <laughs> I just avoid you. <laughs> smart. Very smart. So I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I understand that, too, but I think the difference is somebody who's, like, pathologically interacting in that way. Mm-hmm. That's right. what makes them yeah. that level. I think of this, I think of this because when I got ADHD testing, where they're, like, you have all the ADHD symptoms, but they're not at the level of a disorder that's impairing your life, so you yeah. don't have ADHD, but you just are like that. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Just, just come on. Are. Just give me the card. Just you fucking like give me that. the yeah. title. Just yeah. come on. I don't even want the medicine. I just want a, a clear explanation. They're like, no, you're just kind of scattered brain and all over the place See? and have a hundred things going. And that makes it easier for you to explain to people. Like, you, like if you're doing something, you'd be like, I have ADHD. But I yeah. don't, but I do. But you do. Yeah. You're like that. When like, I was a kid, every single teacher on my report card would write, great student, acts out very little, but still fun to be around, bit of a space cadet. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as, like, my mental state can go, because it's not as far to be, oh, he's ADD, he yeah. zones mm-hmm. out, he's scatterbrained. No, it's... He's a space cadet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He zones out for a little bit. Like, I got a tattoo yesterday, and halfway through, I got a big flower that says Mama Tried underneath it. Uh, <laughs> but I, like, as I was going through it, like, once they started doing the shading and stuff, I just zoned out. And then all of a sudden, he was like, okay, we're almost done here. And I snapped out of it. Wow. I was like, oh, shit, I zoned out for, like, an hour <laughs> while someone was stabbing me <laughs> repeatedly. It's, it's still a thing, but it's not enough to be yeah, considered yeah. ADD. It's just yeah. like, yeah, no, no, you just, like, fucking black out every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. You it's go not too a disorder. Deep in your brain. Yeah. Do you think everyone just has a little bit of something? Like, Dan tells me I need to get tested for OCD all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's... I, and I don't know how to, like, joke about it because I don't have it, but, like, if it, I never considered it because I'm very messy, but hoarding is also a form of OCD, mm-hmm. and also I, mine would be just, like, negative, repetitive thoughts over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot, if I think of something shitty, I cannot get it out of my brain. Like, no matter what anyone says to me, no matter the facts, like, it just repeats and repeats and repeats. 
for days. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't have it. I just you just have OC, but like not that. the D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's. I think everyone has a little bit of something that's mm-hmm. like. I definitely have like I've never been tested for it, but like the OCD thing I get in in the other regard, where like. I can kind of shut it down every once in a while, but I'll get into a manic fit where I'll just be like, okay, let's just... <laughs> just uh, it's just like reordered so it's like I can grab something easily. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's more about time, I think. But it's also like when I fold laundry, I'll refold a shirt three times uh, yeah. because it's not right. Like the little <laughs> sure. part folded over so I have to flip it over and do it again, which is like... I don't know if it can be categorized that it might just me being annoying because I don't want the wrinkle in my shirt. But if the wrinkle's in my shirt, then I'm going to be annoyed with the wrinkle in my shirt all day. And I already look bad, but why is this wrinkle? (laughs) Like, I haven't shaved my head in two weeks, but I also, like, have this wrinkle in my shirt, and that's the big thing for me. I was like, oh, fuck, shit. Like, this shirt shirt is too short for the shirt underneath it, so the shirt (laughs) underneath pokes yeah. out a little bit mm-hmm. and that's been driving me crazy yeah, all day i almost crazy. changed yeah. <laughs> i understand i mean the need for control is weird though because do your stuff do you find that there's sometimes where you can be more chill about it and other times where you're like oh this is just, yeah. yeah i can I, let things slide forever i uh, think i'm chill and then I, i'm not yeah yeah it just yeah. kind of wells up and you get into these like manic states of just you have to just yeah. fucking rage or if yeah. i get like uh nervous and it's not a comedy thing I'll still catch myself reciting my set list in my head mm-hmm. like if I'm like about to speak at like a, a work thing I'll be saying the the set list mm-hmm. instead of what I sh- and I don't know why it just pops up in my yeah. brain mm-hmm. isn't that weird maybe it's a, so- a self-soothing activity yeah. like yeah I have counting or something yeah. yeah I have like some OCD tendencies for sure like mm-hmm. and they're diagnosed again not as disorders they're just like yeah you just need to work on that like you know yeah yeah like for about three months I rearranged this one closet that we had of like bath towels and shit like that Mm -hmm. because it was just like my self-soothing activity of control where like I would just be like life is horrible I'm just gonna rearrange this closet again the closet looks yeah Mm -hmm. like that's the thing yeah Yeah. and also from what I understand uh vampires R-O-C-D. <laughs> yeah. I wait, think that's, like, a thing. Uh, wait, really? Yeah, I think, like, there was a thing where, like, maybe it was a fake thing on Reddit, but they were, like, <laughs> but they were, like, basically, vampires love to count, which is why the count from Sesame Street is a vampire. I, Google it. I just found a whole article that's, like, are vampires OCD? It's like, yeah, probably. Let's see. <laughs> Although I love picturing a vampire like biting your neck and be like, that wasn't right. Oh, Hold shit. on. Hold Can... on. He's like, just do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This> really hard. <laughs> Listen, if you had all that time in your non life right. for self improvement and perfection, you could dedicate a portion exactly. of it to that. <laughs> this article is just one reason. <laughs> and it's just old legends say, bury the suspected vampire with mustard seeds in his coffin. When he wakes for his nightly wanderings, he'll have to stop and count all the seeds before he can leave his coffin. If you don't remember to add the seeds inside the coffin, you scatter them around the top of his grave, and he'll have to gather them and count them. Uh, se- seems like OCD behavior to me. That's, it. that's the. Uh, I love to count. That's the Massachusetts method. That's the Massachusetts yeah, method. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a crazy. Put these mustard seeds everywhere. He's got to fucking count them. <laughs> they totally are. They're yeah. That's why they're counts, like he said. I just pictured a bunch of. That's like, why they're counts. counts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing just some sort of like Red Sox bro sitting on the like on the rock wall of an old cemetery watching a bunch of vampires going one two. <laughs> yes. And he's just like, you're a fucking idiot, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling, I was five, <laughs> six. Eight. Say eight. God damn it, eight. shut up, Eric. Eight. <laughs>
So uh, I think you get the gist. It's just like fuck, marry, kill, but it's we're haunting people instead of fucking them. Mm-hmm. Um, much concept. more intimate. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll start. Mm-hmm. My first three people: haunt, marry, kill, Dracula, Edward from Twilight, or Kiefer Sutherland as David in The Lost Boys. Ooh. Oh, is he that age, or is he now Keith? No, he's that age. Oh, gross. Okay, wait. Well, you like old Kiefer Sutherland? I was gonna say, no, but I was just like, I, I don't know, as a child. Because really? of that movie. I was going to be... Your parents uh, are goths, too? No, my parents are awful. Uh, <laughs> no, my mom liked my mom liked Harrison Ford and Kiefer Sutherland, so she was like, we can name him Harrison. But then they were like, let's name him George Harrison. She was like, we can't do that. That's a Beatle. That's and then she liked Kiefer, so it was going to be like Kiefer Thomas or mm-hmm. something. And then my dad uh, was, when she was like all doped up on the pregnancy medication, he was like, I want him named after me. She was like, oh, hey. And they like probably misspelled That's it. That's fucked up. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm George Robert. Damn. So. Dracula, Kiefer Sutherland. From, so when I was younger, I would have wanted to marry Kiefer Sutherland from The Lost mm-hmm. Boys because I was that age mm-hmm. and that makes sense. But now I'm just like, this is a child. Like, oh, okay. Well, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, like yes. not like like pretend you're that age again. Or something. I, am I mean, there's two other options. I mean, of fifteen, so this works fine. Yeah, me too. I didn't even <laughs> think like that he was a teenager in that movie. Kiefer Sutherland, Dracula. Who's the other one? Uh, Edward from Twilight. Oh, Edward. Who's from also Twilight. technically a teen. I'm gross, but also I'm immortal. Sorry. You've got to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was the appropriate ages when I watched these movies. So sure. What? Agreed. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Do you all know? Do you need um, a minute? Well, I don't know yet. I'm going to pull a uh, uh, family night out restaurant thing where, like, you guys go, just put me last, and then I'll know what I want to order. Okay. Got by it. Then. I can go. I would marry Edward from Twilight okay. to have the Bella experience. <laughs> That's what's fine. They have tons of money. They do. Yeah. They live yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. What's so bad about that? That's beautiful. Not bad. I would definitely kill Dracula because I would go down oh, history sure. as like the person who killed Dracula. Yeah. I would haunt Kiefer Sutherland as a lost boy, as a real Kiefer Sutherland now. <laughs> haunt oh, him. Man. Just want to be around. Yeah. Imagine how much cool stuff you would see if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to follow Kiefer Sutherland around mm-hmm. for the whole day. Agreed. Yeah. yeah I'd mm. love to know what he's up to right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm ready. I, um, I would marry Kiefer because he's a badass and a vampire. And then I would. Let's see. I would kill Dracula, not because, not for the fame, just because he's old and boring, and I hate him. And then I would... the ageist, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can't have a cute house if you live in that castle. Like yeah. the decorating scheme has to be awful. I just true. get the vibe that he would want me to always get the virgins to the place. Yeah, <laughs> you trying to trick a bunch of virgins to come back with you to the castle? <laughs> I can't get anyone. Hey, to hang out with you. you want to come hang out at my house? It's full of gray stone and candelabras. <laughs> <laughs> no, fan to the opera. No. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't think we'd work. We are both very strong-minded people. Hmm. And then, what's the last one? Mary? No, I'm marrying Kiefer. Oh, I would kill... No, I'd haunt Edward from Twilight. Yeah, I. that's like the default. I do feel like watching him and Bella forever might get a little old. Oh my god, it'd be so annoying. Watching them for just the duration of those movies was terrible. I know. 
but like if I haunt them, maybe I can mix it up yeah. a little more interesting. Fair. Yeah. All right, I'm going to kill Edward Cullen. Not because just that I feel like, um, again, I'm in a, re- a state of arrested development of 15. I feel like that's the cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck it, Edward Cullen. So, like, <laughs> I just think that we can end those book series early if I show mm. up chapter one mm-hmm. and just like, cool, point. done. Now it's a novella. Uh, Maybe Bella can get her own personality if he dies. That'd soon. be great, right? <laughs> yeah, um, be nice. I'm gonna. I'm going to haunt Keith or Sutherland uh, because this way I can whisper in ears at night and be like, I was going to be named after you. I was going to be named after you. And just like, he'll start going crazy. And I think that would be fun. And I guess that means I would marry Dracula. Nice. But, but at the same time, you get a sweet castle. Yeah, fair. Um, and when he like brings people home to like drain their life force, he has to explain me sitting at the top of the stairs. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, let's go to that George castle. Wade, yeah, and it's just like, wave. that is my husband. George. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, guys, that's great. Like, I think I it'd be a lot that. of fun of just mm-hmm. being like the awkward character in the background. Yeah, just yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> fun. Like, that's not so bad. No. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready for the, the last one mm-hmm. to wrap this all up? Wait, we have ours to do. Right. Oh. So let's start that over. <laughs> well, we've got George, so who wants, to, why don't you go next? Okay. Haunt, Mary kill. How dare you? Haunt, Mary kill. Uh, Molgoths, and it could be just anyone. Just picture your first, your first draft of a Molgoth, mm-hmm. right? Molgoth, live journal emo kid, or uh, Tumblr emo kid. Ooh. I am so mad at you right now. <laughs> hey, let me tell you what my two different options were: live journal, Tumblr, or Twitter. Say or ska music, emo music, and goth music. But you blended them. <laughs> I need to come up with a whole Scroll new one. Up. I still want to do the ska. You know those music vanilla music machines one. and the chocolate machines? I'm the oh. liver in the middle, baby. Mall goth. What was the other one? Uh, live journal emo or Tumblr emo. Now I think. I would uh, kill a Molgoth because I feel like they'd love it. I feel like they'd be super <laughs> into it. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would marry a live journal email person because I feel like that'd be just interesting conversations because they're a lot more deeper. I feel like live journal emo kids are like they've read a couple more books. Uh, Tumblr emo kids, I guess I would haunt because also I think they'd love it. Mm-hmm. I think like they, they don't want to be killed but they would be like yo there is this ghost in my house he talks to me sometimes I feel like that would be kind of fun That's for them and so it'd be a, like a little post it'd be posted when they graduate over. from Tumblr and they start becoming an influencer on mm-hmm. YouTube yeah. then they have something to talk about exactly yeah. That's what I'm talking about That's so. so thoughtful of you Thank you Do you know what you're gonna, you would do? Yeah I'll go next okay. <laughs> I would number one I would kill a a Tumblr emo kid. Oh, Just end I'm sorry. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it a kid or is it the concept of Tumblr emo kids, period? Oh. <laughs> I mean, if I could just go back and be like, okay, nobody gets Tumblr, that'd be fine. <laughs> I would haunt a live journal emo person because they would have so many thoughts and it would just be interesting to mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would marry a mall goth because we could hang out at the mall. We get to dress up real fun. Yeah. It'd be great. We could still go to the beach. Would you get matching like steampunk top hats to wear around? Cute. I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah, at least for the wedding. At least yeah, for the yeah, wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Mall goth weddings are actually like, like they wear a t-shirt and cargo shorts. Oh, we. I was hoping they'd be like dope, like 
Wasn't there a Portlandia bit where they like, try to have like a goth wedding? A uh, punk wedding. Oh, it was a punk wedding. How was it? Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I think I would marry the Tumblr email because I relate you have so to much in common. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> now you date that level of person. <laughs> <laughs> because that's who I seek out. Romantic partner. What's up, Dan? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we could just reblog each other all the time. Oh, that's cute. That'd be cute. Yeah. That'd be cute as a proposal. That would like be. a little like mm-hmm. Tumblr question. Will you marry me? And, and then, then they just asterisk like raw. Or, or like they ask and nod, and I'm like, who is it with the exy smiley face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be really cute. Um, and then I would kill the live journal emo person. I feel like I've pitted you two against each other. I don't know. <laughs> it's common. <laughs> we actually hate each other. Uh, no, I I don't I don't know live journal that well, but I'm I'm picturing a lot of poetry. Mm, mm. A lot of poetry. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I mean, I get it, but also I don't. So we don't need that in our lives anymore. And then I would haunt the Mulgoth because I think that would be cool as shit. And I would love to see, like, I would love to just be able to see the, the reactions they get from people walking into the mall mm. every day. Mm. Like, what if, like, we all think they get hated on and they're just, like, beloved yeah, by like, everyone? God, the Mulgoth is here. Our day can begin. Yeah. Like, the security guard does, like, a hand, like, they're made up handshake and, like, that's just how they... You know. I would love to see a like a mall cop and a mall goth as like, friends, like yeah. a buddy cop yeah. situation. That would be really buddy fun. goth. Buddy goth. goth. We're coming up with so many movies. Oh. Today. <laughs> I knew that we were gonna start a production company in this kitchen today. I would love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So that that's my. my oh yeah. So wait, did you have one more game? Was that the situation? Melissa has to do one. I know, but um, we just did mine basically. Oh no. Do over. No, that's okay. We'll go to yours, Meg. Your last one. I feel like that's a good one to end on. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and I just want to say before I do this, I love all these people, and I'm sorry, except for Tom Bachman, because I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tom. Uh, God, I hope I've never met him, because this will be so much worse. I feel I like he exists. That's yeah. All. yeah. <laughs> that's all. Okay, okay. Well, now you know one of them. So, Prove huh? it. <laughs> yeah. Prove it. All right. Um, okay, so our three... Final Haunt Mary kills are Alyssa Alduki, Brandon T. Gorin, or Tom Bachman. Okay. All right. Haunt Mary kill. Any thoughts? Yes. <laughs> so many. Who wants to go for? I'll go. Okay. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> You're the person I know the least. <laughs> you gotta go. I'm gonna kill Tom. Vote it off the island. Yeah, I'm sorry. Real quick. Sorry, Tom. It's really just like an elimination process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fair. Uh, I'm going to marry Alyssa Alduki. Oh, yeah. It's a dream of mine already. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine how cute Alyssa and Alyssa together would be? I know. It'd be very cute. Sometimes people already confuse us for each other. Really? Yeah, just because we're two women of color or comics who have the name Alyssa. Fuck this world. I agree. My God, but wait. If you marry each other, people are son Alyssa. I know. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. It's an opportunity that can't be missed. Mm-hmm. You're right. So that means I have to haunt Brandon T. Gore. Hashtag could be hashtag Miss and Miss Alyssa. <laughs> it's their hashtag for the wedding. This is Mrs. Alyssa. Anyways, what were you going to say about haunting Brandon? I'm just trying to think of your wedding hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to haunt Brandon. Oh, yeah. 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 
Brandon is haunted by enough already, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So what's one more meet add to it? He can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. He can handle it. You want to go next? I do. Unfortunately, I am, I'm not going to be any different, honestly. I'm going to kill the shit out of Tom Bachman. I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know you as my... you plunge the knife deeper and deeper. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's my fault, Tom. I'm sorry. I'll make an effort to meet you if I ever go to a mic. Meanwhile, <laughs> Tom, you have to live forever now because of anything terrible oh, happens. Oh, yeah. God, it's all on recording. Yeah, no, I mean, in this game, I would kill Tom. We wish you the best. Mm. Yeah, good luck. Um, I would also marry Alyssa mm -hmm. because uh, I would love to borrow her makeup. Is that weird? Like, <laughs> Be like, we can share our makeup and outfits, kind of. Yeah. And, uh, I also just think she's cool shit. And then I would haunt Brandon because I feel like I just I feel like he could handle it for one. And I feel like he'd somehow make it funny. Like if I was haunting him, mm -hmm. it would become a bit, and then I'd I'd feel so happy because he was at, like. You'd live in infamy forever. Yeah, as a like result. we'd both be funny, and I wouldn't have to try so fucking hard. And he could just <laughs> use his like brilliance, and I could just be like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a team. Yeah, like a team of yeah. ghosts. Uh, sadly, I chose all the same stuff as well. Whoa. I love Bachman to death, but but out like it was it was the last thing where I was like, of course I'm gonna haunt Gorin. Like that's great, and I think it sets up for a great story because me and Gorin are working on like a music project now, Aww. where oh, I, nice. he sends me uh, pictures that he does in the sound booth yeah, yeah. at Raven all the time, and so I write songs based off of those pictures that's really we've done cool. like two so far and, they, and i'm i'm real stoked on that's them. awesome and so that's if fun. i die how great is that of just like oh man like it'll be like that movie inside lulan davis but instead of being haunted by the memory of his dead friend he's haunted by the actual ghost of his dead friend yes right. and we can be in like a ghost band yeah that would be Sick. cool ghost, ghost band. band would be awesome uh i'm gonna marry Alyssa l Duki because uh she gave me a hard laugh emoji on a comment that i left on john deary's picture <laughs> And I've been living off that high <laughs> yeah. for a while. That like the life. like the crying emoji, and I was like, I can quit. Yeah. She thinks I'm funny. Yeah, yeah, you won. Yeah, I won. It was a good comment too because it was Deary, his mom, and then Alex Yang like hugging all three of them, uh -huh. and I wrote underneath, "Guess which one's adopted?" And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and she gave me a cry laugh emoji. Yeah, and I'm like, I've won. I've funny. won comedy. Imagine the honor of Alyssa Alduki being like, "Yes, I will marry you." Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I think I hope you get worthy. a response. No, not at all. None of us are worthy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Matt. Yeah. yeah go, congrats, Matt. Matt, yeah, Matt Worthy. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna kill Tom, but only because the other two were too obvious. So it's it's a. I don't want to kill him because he is one of my favorite comedians. George, you don't comedy. actually have to kill him. I'm gonna. So <laughs> I mean, we can just play the original <laughs> version, which is fuck, game. Mary, kill. And then... no, no, I'm still gonna kill him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's so funny. You guys should meet him. <laughs> I know, I was thinking, I was like, that actually doesn't fix it. Doesn't fix anything. Sad, that just means I'm fucking gory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You guys, that got weird. I'm so sorry, comedy scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel here's what I'll do. I'm gonna kill Tom Bachman because after I kill him, they will find all his recordings of his sets, and he will rise to mm, infamy, yes. and everyone will know Tom Bachman That's that amazing. way. Also, we all have to go at some time. Yeah. You don't have to do it now. You could do it like 50 years from now. Yeah, you don't have to kill him right away. Yeah, that's what we would As introduce friendship. him to all of you and then just fucking kill him. It's the long game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long con. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice.
nice. That was fun. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. Do you want to do plugs? Listen, I got nothing planned. Okay. So, uh, well, you host a Raven I do. Yeah. So that would be my one plug. Uh, Thursday nights at Raven Lounge. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for this here. is great. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I don't get to talk about uh, this small ass town I grew up in a lot. So this it's nice cool. to put them on the map. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to post this on Facebook after it's posted and be like, hey, I know no one ever talks about us. And, and you're going to see just this little blip of just why is rural Connecticut listening to this <laughs> thing? Let's send the press release to your local paper. We should. Oh, I should. I should. Mm-hmm. See that. Yeah. Yeah. The press release is just an email from me being like, Hey, <laughs> it's just the email, yeah. They'll love it. Send it to your high school. <laughs> this alum. <laughs> His achievements. All right, well, thanks. Thank you. Find us at the places you get podcasts. Visit our website to check out more show notes at realchillspodcast.com. Special thanks to Libby Rundell for doing our show artwork. Audio help by Sam Williamson. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Got a spooky story of your own? Maybe not your story. It could even be the one about that time your mom's friend's friend found a haunted diary at the bottom of a well. We want them all. Visit our webpage at realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. It's my favorite open mic in the city. Oh, wait, sorry. We're not doing it yet. Just let me do it now.